Hello, my name is Melanie Clark, and this is the podcast where I give my shiny two cents about life, love, and all of the above. You are now tuned in to Vodka Melonade. Let me pour you a glass. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Vodka Melonade. I am filming this, I think, the latest I have ever on a Sunday. Um, It was just a little bit of a chaotic day. I had a plan for the podcast, and um, technically it just didn't work out, so I need a little bit more time to put uh, that plan together so you guys will just have to wait a little bit longer for what you don't even know that you're waiting for (laughs) but it'll be really cool um, something I've been wanting to do for a little while so um, we'll get that going at a later date but I'm here and um, it's kind of good because I was able to watch a little bit of the Super Bowl and then tune in for what I was really waiting for, which was the halftime show. So I was able to watch that and then record and give my like opinion. So I really enjoyed the halftime show. I really like Rihanna. And, you know, as everybody knows, she has not performed really in like five years (laughs) and she has not really been releasing any new music like not like any full body of work in a long time she has been in her makeup bag (laughs) and you know her um, lingerie bag and just building those companies and those empires which I definitely respect her for that and um, just taking time to do her now she's doing the motherhood thing so definitely not mad at any celebrities who take any time away from you know I guess their main lane like whether it be acting or music or whatever to just take time to do other ventures you know because you know they're not going to be able to sing forever or dance forever or act forever so I like when they just have their hands in multiple successful pots I think that's just really inspiring so um overall like I really enjoyed her performance uh she came out and you know it was like there was no buildup. I feel like sometimes when people perform they like shoot up from the bottom of the stage or you know the dancers come out first and then you see them but it was like three two one boom there she was on the camera looking stunning red is absolutely her color and you know she has so many hits and it's not like you forget she has hits but when you know performers come on and they just do their catalog it's just like man like I love this song oh I love this song I love this song so it was just really really nice she had a ton of dancers and they seemed to be like multiplying by the minute they look like little marshmallows dancing on the field and they were giving it their all I was joking with my mom I'm like they are dancing like rent is due five six seven eight I need to get my bills paid that's how they were dancing not one toe was at a step it was really nice to see I really enjoyed how um, there was a lot of like uh, split levels that were like moving up and down in the sky Um, the commenters you know like Michael Strahan and all those guys they were talking about uh, they're like yeah Rihanna's definitely not afraid of heights and she definitely is not she looks super comfortable mid-air like that and um you know, I mean, Ron is not like the strongest singer or even like the strongest dancer, but she's a really good performer. Um, it seemed like she was really just kind of 
just vibing she wasn't like hitting any like super hard steps choreography or anything like that I believe her mic was on I think she was definitely singing live here and there but I think there was a lot of backing vocals and you know she just I mean she wasn't like up there like Beyonce or anything like that but when she was singing for what I assume it was her singing live she sounded really good and um you know, she was kind of, I told my mom, I was like, it's kind of giving dress rehearsal. Like you're not going full out. Um, but she was just vibing and she really looked like she was having so much fun and having such a good time. She was so chill and I don't know, it was just really enjoyable. It was almost like you were just in the club, just like hanging out with Rihanna, listening to her music. Like it was just really, really nice to see. And I don't know like I said she just looked like she was really really enjoying herself and just enjoying all the love from the fans I'm like people love Rihanna you know now I don't like to speculate I have no idea like on okay I thought she just had her baby she had her baby in May I mean that is kind of like just having your baby he's not one yet or anything but I I don't know I thought her baby was like five months four months old or something like that um but I guess she just had her baby last May and you know she kind of looked like she had a little bit of a tummy but just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you're gonna lose like the baby tummy the baby weight that fast but of course online people are speculating and wondering if she is pregnant with baby number two which I guess could be a possibility I mean people are wondering a because it kind of looked like she had a little bit of a belly but I don't like to like assume based on people's you know physical appearance you just never know but two she did rub her belly and kind of do that kind of belly cradle thing that a lot of pregnant women do when they have a butt in the oven I noticed she did do that a few times so because of that only people are speculating and now if you go on Instagram or Twitter or whatever there's like oh representatives of Rihanna are confirming baby number two so I don't know whether she is or isn't if she is it kind of makes sense um why she wasn't like going full out with the dance moves especially when she's like up in the air like that um and how she was just kind of um more in the pocket and more just kind of laid back and chill with everything and she is pregnant again um but even if she's not like that's just her vibe she's just such a chill cool person and it was just a chill vibey cool performance overall I don't think anybody could get offended by it her music is like pretty universal and she she chose just the right songs and I feel pretty like cool because I swear I knew exactly what she was going to start with and I knew exactly what she was going to end with like there's no way she wasn't going to end that performance without singing diamonds so which is a very very great song and she just looks so satisfied with her performance and proud of herself and like she nailed it and I'm pretty sure you know she and maybe enjoyed the rest of the game and went to some kind of after party after to continue her coolness so (laughs) I think it was a great choice I also like a lot of people Um, appreciated that she didn't bring out anybody on the stage with her I was wondering if she would because that's kind of what people do when they pull people on um, when they do the Super Bowl they'll bring like special guests and blah 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 but I really love that it was just her all eyes on her just her doing her thing you know female empowerment she didn't bring out any men 
which I love. <laughs> and I also like that her dancers were pretty androgynous looking. I couldn't tell who was a woman, who was a man, or in between, or anything like that. They were just so in sync and unison, and they all looked the same. And it was just so cool. And then my favorite part was in the middle of, you know, the performance. She's, like, walking down and about to transition into the next song. And she has one of her dancers hand her, like, a, a Fenty Beauty um, makeup compact so she could, like, touch up her makeup. And then she handed it back to him. I was like, that is so iconic I die <laughs> she's just too cool and I think overall I get the performance I give it like an 8.5 out of 10 I'm not a, you know the the end all be all of like judgment of performances but personally I think it was like an 8.5 like I said it was low-key giving dress rehearsal <laughs> but you know gotta love her and yeah I was thoroughly, thoroughly, um, I thoroughly enjoyed myself watching that performance. And even leading up to it, I did watch a little bit of the Super Bowl itself. <laughs> I'm definitely not a sports fan in any realm of possibility. <laughs> and um, it's funny because I didn't even know, I don't have regular cable, so it's not like I could just turn to Channel 11 or whatever channel and just watch it so my mom and I were like scrambling trying to figure out how we could watch this thing so I'm like can I watch it on Hulu like I pay for a certain subscription on this one on this one on that one can I stream it on YouTube like how do I even get the Super Bowl I, I wasn't even planning to watch it really I just wanted to make sure I could have it on and watch the halftime show live I didn't want to watch it back I wanted to watch it with everybody else in America so um I ended up being able to on my Vizio smart tv there's like a Fox Now app that I thought you had to pay for but as soon as I opened it up you could just automatically start watching the Super Bowl so um we plugged we tuned in maybe like an hour before the performance so we just kind of left it on and ended up kind of watching um, a little bit of the game. I obviously have no pick on who I wanted to win. As I'm recording this, it's almost 8 o'clock, so I don't know if the game is over now. Um, I'm assuming it is, <laughs> but um, I'm not quite sure. Um if, if who won or whatever but it's just football is just so confusing to me I mean my mom was like trying to explain it to me and I felt like a dumb blonde because I'm just like it just every time it's like they get into their little formations their little x's and o's and then it's like hut they throw the ball whoever gets the ball next thing you know they're tackled to the ground and they barely even make it anywhere and in my mind they just keep doing that over and over and over again and then occasionally someone will get it to the other side and then my mom was saying that after they make a touchdown they get to kick the ball for more points and um, I was just I just wasn't understanding I'm like why do they get the opportunity <laughs> to get more points after they got points already and then she was like confused on if it was like one point or three points and I was just like oh, this is just I don't know I'm sure football I know it's like obviously it's it's one of America's favorite sports but I feel like it's probably more exciting in person um to me just being with the fans and like maybe having a beer or something and just feeling the excitement in the stadium because on tv I'm just like dude they all look the same they're not really getting anywhere I don't understand flags on the play 
I'm just like, this is just too much. <laughs> so, but I did watch a little bit before um, Rihanna came on. I believe the Chiefs were up. Don't quote me. I I have no idea. It just, those the score just, it just kept flip-flopping. But I guess that makes it a good game, maybe. I don't know. It was, it was a roundable. That's all I care about. <laughs> so, and last night, just it, like to kind of like a warm up before today like I was re-watching some old uh, Super Bowl performances so I was watching um, the Janet Jackson performance um, from way back the infamous performance where she had the quote-unquote wardrobe malfunction with Justin Timberlake and you know that was a really good performance like it got clouded with the drama of like you know her nipple but (laughs) when you go back before that happened it was such a good performance and then of course my all-time favorite and I'm very biased and I don't care was Beyonce's performance um, when she brought out Destiny's Child that was one of the best I think that was one of the first times I actually really, really tuned into the Super Bowl. And she was so good that the power went out right after her performance. So I just think that's iconic, as only she can do. Now, Rihanna definitely didn't turn out any power, but she did, you know, as as well as she could. Um, but Beyonce is definitely, I mean, for me, that was just one of the greatest. She was just in her element. And I just think everybody there was just super privileged to breathe her air and see her do that. It was really, really iconic. And then she came back a few years later with Bruno Mars and Coldplay. So that was okay. But I I hate when she shares the stage with anyone, you know, and that includes her husband. I like when she's solo. (laughs) Um, While my mom and I were hanging out, we did get notified, actually, that we finally got a uh, login actually to purchase tickets for Beyonce's concert which is cool I mean I was hoping to get the first round but I guess I wasn't quick enough but at this rate I just feel like it's I don't think I'm gonna be able to get super duper good seats like up close and to me there's just really no point and I love her but there's no point in being at the concert if you can't get a good seat and at this rate even with my little access code that Ticketmaster finally sent me I think I'm gonna be in the nosebleeds and I mean at that rate with the further back you are you can't see anything she obviously has monitors and you know where you can see her um, blown up on the screen but if I'm gonna watch her on a screen I might as well do that at home for free so I'm hoping that between the fan footage and you know hopefully she'll release something I'm really hoping she'll release like like some kind of renaissance I don't know not maybe not a documentary but some kind of footage from the show so I can enjoy it that way um because I I know it's going to be a really really good show but again if I can't get like right up under her butt then there's just really there's no point (laughs) so we'll see I think I will take a little nosy just to see how much the tickets are and the date for this concert is her birthday which is September 4th which would be Labor Day this year um so that would be kind of interesting if if somehow I I'm moved and I can find a good deal or something maybe maybe we'll see I'm a little more 
curious now just because I'm kind of pumped up on seeing Rihanna perform um, and just thinking about being in the arena with, you know, some really great music and an artist that you love. So I'm a little more like, hmm, maybe I'll take a look, but we'll see. We'll see. That's that's tomorrow at 1 p.m. I do have to work. So we'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right. So main topic of discussion today. It was really just it was just wild. So last week I was having a conversation and I'm always reminded like I'll go a period of time of like minding my own business and then (laughs) I don't know I'll let my guard down or I'll get a little too comfortable or I'll just like forget that I should be just like being in my own lane and I'll just you know start conversing with people and like you know sharing a little bit about myself or my opinion on stuff and then I'm immediately reminded why I mind my own BI business and just stay in my own lane so that happened last week I was reminded once again um I forgot how it came up I forgot how it came up because I I think that's important like how this conversation kind of came about because it was like it was like a runaway train I, I I believe okay so there was a notice that went out for an opportunity at work right and the notice comes out and everybody's like buzzing with like oh my god you know did you guys see this posting everybody should maybe go out for it blah blah blah, blah. so we're all applying because you can just submit or whatever and this woman um, she looks myself and, you know, someone else in the eye and is like, well, you're not going to get it. And we're like, what? What are you talking about? She's like, well, you're not going to get it because, you know, seniority and everybody's going to go out for this and you haven't been here long enough. So, and I was like, okay, well, I'm still going to apply. And in my mind, I'm thinking, even if you thought that, why would you say that out loud? That's so discouraging. I think it's very discouraging just from like one older woman to a younger woman. Like just why would you squash someone like that? What if I took it super personally? Like you just, you just, just stuff like that is just so rude to me. Really, that's what it is. It's rude. Didn't let it bother me. I'm still going to, you know, go out for whatever I want to do. You know, she's not going to deter me, but it was just kind of like, wow, why would she say that? So... I was just kind of pushed back a little bit. I was just like, well, I'm still going to do it. You know, it, it really doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll either get it or I won't. Like, it's, you know, you just you, you just absolutely won't get something if you don't try. So I'm going to at least try. So she was like, OK, you know, it's fine. It's fine. So she was asking me how long I've been there, you know, with this company. And I was like, oh, it's coming up on about four years. And I shouldn't have even said anything. I should have just said long enough and just gone back to my work, whatever. But I mean, I'm actually kind of proud that I've been, you know, working where I work for almost four years now, because I mean, I am like a serial job quitter or I have been in the past. I've had a ton of jobs. Okay. I have worked my very first job I worked at Debbie Allen Dance Academy way back when um and I was like working in the office I've worked at Cold Stones I've worked at a movie theater I've worked at multiple Home Depots I've worked for Chase Bank I've worked for the Natural History Museum I have worked 
I mean, just all kinds of things, various office positions. I did Lyft for a little while. Like I, I did DoorDash. Like <laughs> I've been a mystery shopper. I, I just remembered this one the other day. I've done um, like product merchandising for Hallmark. Was it Hallmark? Uh, is it Hallmark? One of the greeting card companies. I did merchandising. So I put like the greeting cards inside of CVS and stuff. And I worked independently. Like I've done a lot of different things. Okay. Now I, and that's because when I get bored or when I have gotten bored, you know, when I was younger, I, I'm just very quick to just up and leave. Oh, I also worked in property management. <laughs> so I, Usually if I get bored or if I just don't want to deal with something anymore, I would just bounce and I would often bounce without a backup plan or a safety net or anything. I would just, excuse me, I would just file for unemployment and hope for the best. I've never been denied unemployment. Um, And usually when I do leave these jobs, I usually leave on pretty good terms. So there's really no reason you know what I mean? For anything to go awry or for anyone to try to like stop me from getting any kind of unemployment. I mean, they very well could because it's people always tell me, oh, you can't get it if you quit. I always got it and I've always quit. So (laughs) I think I was actually fired once and even then I got unemployment. So it's just never been an issue. But that was basically my safety net. I, I never had another job lined up. Things just kind of worked out how they needed to, how they were supposed to. I've been very blessed and lucky and fortunate. And I also have a family that, you know, supported me in the in between times. But yeah, the first sight or the first, yeah, the first sight of just, I don't want to do this anymore, I would bounce. So the fact that and I know I'm older and I have more responsibilities now, so it's not like I can just quit when I want. Um, so I really don't have a choice, you know, I mean, I could find something else, but um, I'm, I'm happy where I am. And so completing almost four years in the same place to me is kind of like a really good pat on the back for me personally. It's a drop in the bucket of, you know, the, the length of the career that I could have here. But to me, it's a pretty big deal. And it seemed to have flown by. And I kind of you know, attribute that to COVID because COVID really accelerated the time. But in any case, I digress. (laughs) I told her, I said, you know, I've been here about four years now. And she's like, oh, you're just still a baby. You know, try being here for as long as I have, then we'll talk. Um, She was like, oh my God, you have like such a long way to go. You're going to be here for the rest of your life practically. Like you have like 30 something more years at your career here. And she said it was such like this rude kind of just like ick tone that my immediate response was to be like, I don't plan on being here for the rest of my life because I don't. Um, I don't plan on retiring out of there. It is a good option. And if I if I needed to or decided to want to do that, it's there. But in my mind, that's just not where I see the trajectory of my life going. I've talked about this in the past. Um, you know, my one of my goals is to be, you know, a stay-at-home mom and wife and do other kind of business ventures, but I am not trying to do nine to five until I'm 65 or however long. So I kind of, you know, snapped back a little bit. I was like, I don't plan on being here the rest of my life. And she was like, oh, well, what do you plan on doing? And I was like, I was like, I'm going to get married. I'm going to be at home with my kids. 
And my husband's going to take care of that stuff. Like, you know, the finances and stuff like that. And she was like, ah. I mean, she wheeled herself from her desk and she whipped her head around. And she was like, what? She was like, you're going to be a stay at home mom. She was like, well, you're going to have a meager life. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? She was like, you're going to have a meager life. That's what you're signing up for. She was like, if you plan on, you know, quitting your job and having a man take care of stuff. Yeah, you're going to have a meager life. You're not going to be able to. She looked me up and down. She was like, she looked at my nails and my hair. She was like, you're not going to be able to get your nails done anymore. She was like, you're not even going to have any wigs anymore. She was like, you're going to be wearing your natural hair, girl. Like, good luck with that. Like with the most venom filled disgust in her tone like she was just she heard that and she was condemning me to that life of quote-unquote meagerness if I were to choose to do that and then she like doubles down on the venom by saying stay at being a stay-at-home mom and wife is only for white women blue-eyed blonde-haired white women not for us girl that's what she said (laughs) and then she says oh you might as well just stay here you know so you can make your money because otherwise you know xyz and I was just like flabbergasted like I quickly changed the subject because I didn't want to go down that road the more she talked the more I realized it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with like her self-limiting beliefs now I've been in conversations and I've seen conversations and seen things online where, you know, there are a lot of women who are just like anti stay at home. They like to work or, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a necessity or but a lot of it is I see like women are just like, no, like we we fought so hard to be in the workforce and get away from the whole uh, stereotypical stay at home, depending on the husband, blah, 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 blah. Like they want to work. They advocate for that. They want to really push women to like have their own thing, have their own money. Um, and they look at it as like settling. So sometimes women will push that angle of like, well, don't, you know, well, what do you want to do instead? Do you have any business ideas? There's something else you want to do. Like, don't you want to own property, your own business, blah, 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 blah. They kind of come from like a more supportive, curious place to when they hear that you may want to be a stay at home parent and wife. But hers wasn't like that. It wasn't even in a supportive kind of a thing. It was more just, you know, you're tripping if you think you're ever going to be able to get that kind of a lifestyle. And then the fact that she brought race into it as if, you know, our grandmothers weren't like stay at home moms and had husbands who could take care of the households. Like she must not know anyone who was, and it is privilege, you know, enough to be able to be in that kind of a situation where they had a man who was like, okay, I'm going to provide for you. Or she's seen like really negative examples of it. But I feel like number one, I felt a little insulted because I'm not, I'm not um, like making this decision. I wouldn't make this decision lightly. I'm not going to get married, get the ring on my finger. The ink's going to dry on the marriage certificate. And then I'm going to quit my job and be married and be provided for by a man who couldn't do it. That's like number one. Why would I set myself up to 
leave my job and leave my earning and my income if the situation wasn't one that would afford the kind of lifestyle that I want. So you're, you know, you must think I'm dumb. I'm not going to hitch my wagon to the burger flipper up the street thinking that he's going to be able to provide any kind of a comfortable lifestyle. Like that's just dumb. Like I'm, I would make a wise choice. Whoever I'm with, we would make that decision, look at the finances and it would be a smart move. It wouldn't be something I would just jump into. Two, to think that only white women can have that kind of a lifestyle and be um, be provided for and have their kids be taken care of and not have to work. The thing is not have to work if they don't want to. To think that that's only reserved for one lane of woman, I think that is absolutely ridiculous. And it just makes me wonder what does she think that she's able now it's not some prize to be one like oh I have a man who's gonna provide for me but there are men out there who are a little more traditional and as I've gotten older I've gotten away from oh that traditional stuff is bad like there's nothing really wrong with it I think it can kind of uh err on the side of sounding kind of controlling depending on the man in the situation where he's controlling all the money and you don't have any say so you have to ask him for everything he's very like tight with everything that's not an ideal situation but I feel like if there's a level of trust involved if he wants to provide if you know things are stable enough and there's communication and it could be like tradition with the twist like you could still have your own thing going on but my whole thing is I'm just not trying to do the traditional nine to five as far as tradition is concerned that's what I'm not trying to do but I feel like that can be attainable for anyone so I'm just wondering maybe she just hasn't met men who are wanting to provide that for her Um, if I heard her correctly she's about 44 or 45 years old she's not married and she doesn't have any kids she's never been married so but she goes on a lot of dates and she's always talking about the latest handbags and the latest shoes and you know things she likes to do and how her wigs cost $500 and you know how she's you know running these men and a man can't tell her what to do she's just a very alpha kind of female and I mean I'm not an expert and I don't know the kind of guys that she dates but I know that can come off a little bit combative and if she already doesn't believe that there are men out there who are willing to provide for her and let her live like a soft kind of uh you know leisure kind of a lifestyle where she doesn't have to work if she doesn't want to I mean just because you haven't come across it doesn't mean I won't or anyone else couldn't doesn't mean that she couldn't but she obviously doesn't believe it so I I just I just think that's just a really strong wild opinion thought process to have and to it just seemed very much like the biggest projection that I've ever seen you know, and I don't know what she was expecting my response to be like, was I going to be like, Oh, do you think, do you think I'm not going to be able to have that lifestyle? Do you think I really am going to be meager? Oh my God, I better just lock in and just plan to be here forever. Then you're so right. Like, I don't know what she was expecting my reaction to be, you know, and I don't know I mean obviously she doesn't know my situation she doesn't know the kind of man that I'm with I'm with someone who is who has the mindset of like more of the traditional provider 
Um, he would prefer it if I was at home with the kids. That's something that we're working toward or rather he's kind of working toward. I know how much money he makes now, uh, roughly. Um, I know roughly about what his expenses are and I can gauge kind of pretty much where he'd be at in the next few years, pairing that with just the kind of man that I've known him to be and what I believe that he's capable of. That's just where we're at. And that's, you know, that's really for me to know and understand. And I don't have to prove that to her or anyone. But I feel like that's why I'm not too worried about if this is a possibility or not. And whether I was with him or not, like if that's something that I see for my future, something that I want, then I just feel like the stars are just going to align and that pathway is going to open up regardless. But even just taking me out of the equation and what I plan and what I want, it's not out of the realm of possibility for a black woman or any woman of color to be provided for by someone that loves her, respects her and, you know, can afford that life for her. I just know especially seeing all the kind of crazy stuff that I see online, at least for the first few years, like the small years of my kid's life, I definitely don't want to be working. I don't want to, you know, um, pile my kids on to like my mom and have her be watching them all day long. I definitely don't want to be sending them to daycare or have any nannies or anything like that. That's just money going out to that when I could be doing that myself and if my husband is in the position and of the right of the mindset that that could happen I don't think that's so unattainable I'm not asking you know for a dragon that poops golden eggs this isn't like (laughs) something that is just so unheard of but she it was like she looked at me like I told her that I was gonna go out and trap the Loch Ness monster and keep it in my basement in a tank that's how crazy she was looking at me. And like I said, it just felt like this this huge projection of, you know what I mean? Of like what she thinks is possible for herself and almost like how dare you think you could get something that I haven't gotten by now. Like, who do you think you are? Like, you're not gonna get this. When I know for a fact, when I've overheard her in conversations, she... This is the same person that when there was a holiday party coming up um, last year, I wasn't really planning on going and I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go. And she was like, oh, girl, there are a bunch of men there, lots of single men, um, you know, in the company. And I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend. And she was like, oh, well, why don't you go and get you one on the side? This is the same woman who said stuff like that. This is the same woman who I overheard saying that if she meets um, a guy her age who doesn't have kids, she's going to trap him with a baby as soon as she can. So it's like, I see how she operates. So I can't take what she said personally because it absolutely has nothing to do with me. I just think it's so crazy that she, she let those words fly out of her mouth, you know, and... I just would be so intrigued what a therapist would tell her about why she feels that people who look like her and other women, um, you know, can't, can't have what they want, basically, why there would be any limitation on any woman for anything, really, just based on the fact that they're not white. That is crazy. And just overall, I think that 
in a lot of cases with anything, you know, Taylor Swift has this line where she's like, people throw rocks at things that shine. And I feel like if you're doing something that people with anything, whether it's you have a talent or, you know, you're just funny or you, you know, you have nice things or um, just whatever the case may be, you know, they, if they deep down don't feel like they can also attain it, they'll try to dim your shine about it. And I've come across that quite a few times, but it's been a while since it was so, (laughs) since it was just so direct and so sad and so layered, you know, and I just thought that was really, really interesting. And (laughs) I wish you guys could see Sasha. She's like clawing at the mic. She's clawing at my computer. She's nibbling on my hand. She definitely wants me to wrap this up. And she doesn't want me to spend any more energy on energy vampires and people who project their own self limitations on her mama. (laughs) So I think I'm going to wrap that up there, guys. I just had to get that off my chest and then give a little debrief of uh, the Super Bowl and the halftime show. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I know I thank you guys, uh, myself, and then in my little outro music but I do appreciate you guys listening Um, I'm getting this up as soon as I can so I guess maybe a lot of people will be listening to this on Monday versus Sunday but whenever you tune in I thank you I'll talk to y'all next time peace hey guys if you made it this far thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast from the bottom of my heart i truly appreciate it now there's a new episode every sunday so be sure to come on back for another round of vodka melonade bye